0: To the politics, politics, politics podcast for June 1st, 2022. Your old pal Justin Robert Young joining you from Austin, Texas. Oh, those summer vibes are here, my friend. We are past Memorial Day. Hopefully, people were out there by the pool on the beach, grilling out, having a good time. There is a, a moment this a week that i'm I'll be on a pontoon boat you know the sun's out when that's happening. Pride month shout out to all of our prideful listeners amongst the p x three faithful but I gotta tell you. Friends, this is not the busiest time in politics. We are wrapping up our primaries. There there aren't any particularly interesting races that I have my eyes on for Tuesday, or that happened on Tuesday because this comes out on Wednesday. The Senate and House aren't in session right now, so even though we've got a lot of news and momentum that was coming out of the horrifying events last week, We don't have anything this week, as all of Congress is back amongst their constituency. And so we are going to take time to be a little bit more contemplative. Yeah, we're going to have a good old fashioned conversation about sadness, existential sadness, the sadness of us the human tribe, and more specifically, our little subsection here in America. Are we existentially sad? Are we fearful? Are we angry? And if we are, when was the last time we were happy? If you haven't guessed already or are a new listener to the show, the only person on earth for which I believe I could have this conversation is with my my brother from another mother. I, I love this guy. And, and if it weren't for the fact that he flaked out on me three times before I was finally able to pin him down, finally able to pin him down, uh, uh, he would just be my favorite person on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Ryan joins us for the full hour. It is a freewheeling conversation. It is one in which we go from emotion... To politics, to philosophy, fairly interchangeably, and I, I think you guys will very, very, very much enjoy it. So, without any further ado, bird first, welcome back to the show, Kevin.
1: Good to be here, brother.
0: I want to have a conversation with you about existential sadness, because oh, I, I, yeah. I feel like this has been a thing for which we've been either on the cusp of or in the Valley, uh, over the last two years. And then when you have a moments of uh, immense sadness, like what happened in Uvalde last week and what happened in Buffalo, uh, there, there can't help but be an adding on to that escalating tab. And, and there are a few people for whom I feel like uh, uh, are, are equipped to have these conversations, uh, except for me and you. We are the only two that will that will <laughs> delve into this with a political context. So let me start here. Do you believe that right now America is existentially sad?
1: 100% yeah I yeah I agree. like collectively collectively I think it and and um, anxious and I mean this other day I was like man are, as a country are we gonna make it like can we make it which is what you think forward?
0: when you're sad right yeah. <laughs> like when, you're, when yeah. you're depressed that's what that's what you you, you that you are led to the idea of like is my career going the way I want? Is my relationship going the way I want? Is that going to make it? Am I going to make it? That, that is really the, the, the depths of it is, is like, am am I equipped to move on? And so if we, if we understand that the micro is the macro and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of our collective behaviors become the larger behavior, then I think that, that makes sense, right? That, that isn't just blind fatalism. That is, uh, uh, okay. Like this is a, a temperature check on, on where our, our national mood is.
1: I like that you use the word existential in this too, because I I'll go to the existentialists because they have a rumor for, or they have it this, I, sorry, I'm like getting over COVID. So I'm kind of loopy. That's um, fine. No, no, no. That's <laughs> it's fine. perfect timing. It's yeah. really like, Um, but they have this, uh, image of sort of being, uh, depressing and they can be, but the, like the, their whole idea is, is based on freedom. And it's like Kierkegaard said, like anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. And I think we're all pretty dizzy right now. We feel like the instability of like vertigo as a country. Uh, and it's, I mean, especially last week is just, uh. Like, if if there's a nihilist in each of us, it definitely tapped into that. Like, how could this, why would this happen? Yeah. Why, like, why? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the universe where somebody straps up and goes into an elementary school.
0: Especially when it appears that both with the Buffalo shooting and with this shooting, the more we learn about it, the more we learn that. These events were done to elicit these feelings from a society for which these men, uh, uh, although, you know, a boy is depending on on where you draw any kind of uh, uh, line there. Personally, you can take that as but you will. Not like, girls or women. <laughs> like, well, there's not girls or women. Right. But I mean, I <laughs> guess th- this thing, this gets into our other thing about like. I am. am drawn to describe and understand these two monsters and let me just say this yeah. is in no way to humanize them per se or to give them undue humanity but to understand them as disaffected young men because uh, i think you know uh, probably uh uh <laughs> We 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 were both. I don't. I have not had this particular conversation with you, but I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, uh, we were both disaffected young men at at oh. some point, right? Nobody nobody reads that many books if they're happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No. We have spot on.
0: Yeah. So spot it's like on. so I can understand feeling alone. I can understand feeling rejected. I can understand feeling. Uh, uh, these, these feelings. And I think that those, those, a lot of those do cross gender, right? So I don't want to make this too rigid. However, when you say, Oh, these were boys that, that did this, then there gets into this conversation of, Oh, okay. Are you writing it off? So this is a boys will be boys thing. And it's like, no, of course not. But Oh no, no.
1: Yeah. I think if anything, it's like, you know, men are just more violent you like if you look at the data that, that yeah. confirms that and that's not that's not me saying that the patriarchy is to blame either. I, I'm not looking at the social context I'm looking at like the biological
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, reality at play but we also there are like and this you hinted at this there is like a cultural reality that we're all starting to that, not starting we're all like struggling to reconcile with like, why does this happen? Why does this happen? And, and I think there is
0: that el- existential element to it. Well, yeah. All right. So, 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 so uh, before we get to that per se, okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's go back to these, these, you know, uh, two shooters here that mm-hmm. happened in uh, uh, Buffalo and newvaldi Um, when you look at their pattern of behavior it was one of isolation and attention grabbing online and this is you know the the most beautiful and terrible thing about the internet is that everything's <laughs> recorded so yeah. I can go find a blog I wrote when I was, you know, uh, uh, 18, uh, uh, but also it's all recorded. So now we can see the last interactions that a murderer had with, uh, uh, you know, uh, other people online. And if if we are to understand why this happens and like you, you mentioned, like the, there is the hopelessness, the dizziness of of. Okay, we live in a free society, but also that means that this free society allows this to happen, that we have on some level in our drive uh, signed off on 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 the existence of of this. Right. Uh, uh, You know, that I guess. You know, does make us all culpable because we all want to be free, which Mm -hmm. is which is a very. Hard thought to have when you look at at, at at a consequence of that and it is and it is dead children, although I do think that it does show that we care about our collective community. It, it shows that we are bought in on that.
1: Yeah, first of all, I want to read your. Uh, journal or your blog entries when you were eighteen? <laughs>
0: oh, they were dumb. It was just me repeating lines like uh, from from comedy shows that I liked. It was just me, yeah, just me, like repeating stuff I heard on Sip and Ollie the night before. I bet
1: they weren't dumb. I bet they
0: were. Well, Sip uh, and Ollie was a funny show, so I guess uh, you nice. your mileage may vary or may vary. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I,
1: I was thinking about that. From for me, that kind of we have a lot of the. Um, like, uh, grocery cart tests in America. That's what comes with, uh, freedom. Like there's no law that says you need to return the grocery cart. There's there's no, you might get a dirty look, but, um, the the right thing to do is, is to put it back. Like, yeah, I felt that too with, with COVID the past week, like, well, you know, there's nobody stopping me from going out and going into public, you know, but it's like, even if I put on a mask, that's like, that's not socially responsible. That wouldn't be a yeah. like putting somebody else at
0: risk. So, so let's let's go broader here because yeah. the one thing that that I I I do feel I feel there was a national mood of sadness uh, yeah. uh, and this pre shootings like I, I think that we we were in a thing and now we just like. Uh, uh, you know, we, we were already struggling on money and then and then we went into uh, uh, to, to draw twenty dollars from the ATM and Ooh, yeah. found that we were five hundred dollars overdrawn because some bill hit that we that we hadn't figured out uh, uh, that that's what I, I would imagine our national mood would be. But I don't know that for sure. And so let's see if we can prove the counterfactual. Yeah. Can we remember a moment in which America was existentially happy?
1: No, this is a good, this is a good question. Uh, let me, let me think about that.
0: Yeah. Me, that's- cause, cause I would, cause I think reflexively we will point back at moments and be like, well, we didn't really have a whole lot of problems there. Yeah. Things weren't all that like, uh, uh, things weren't all that bad then we don't Maybe. think like that in, in the moment, but, uh, uh, Pre nine eleven, so that would be. I mean, and that was because that it was far? kind of memed. No, 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 it was memed like that, right? The the famous yeah. onion cover. Uh, Nation longs to care about stupid BS again with like the picture <laughs> of Britney Spears with the snake uh, uh, there, and that's the summer shark and and all that. And so it's like, I think that would probably be the one if you put a bunch of stuff on on like a poll. When was Mm -hmm. the last time America was happy that my guess would be, that would be the one that would get the highest level of agreement.
1: And we're talking the diff, the main difference is like collectively happy. I think that that hasn't happened in a while, like with the division that we are experiencing.
0: Yeah. And again, this gets into another conversation of like, are we really as divided as, as we think? You're absolutely right, because like I think we certainly those that are the most divided are often the loudest. Mm -hmm. We certainly spend a lot of time talking about it. Public polling on the brands of the two parties, which I guess that's the the one thing that bothers me. It's whenever it's like, oh, oh, Republicans, like we've never been more divided in our country. It's like or (laughs) do. people just really have bad feelings about pepsi and coke right now because when when you say yeah. republicans and democrats like no the, the yes republicans and democrats have drifted further apart but i don't mean i don't think necessarily that america is as divided as we might think or at least i, I would i would i would bet on that counterfactual no i i
1: agree i i think i i dove into the world economic forum Klaus Schwab stuff mm-hmm. i read all his books and uh I think he 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 captures it not the way he intends to, but there's a, there's a serious divide between like elites and us like us normies um yeah which, um and, and what's at risk for us is our political freedom, which without that we turn into animals like we're um we can just be possessed very easily.
0: We, because we can be turned it's, it, into it is because it is financial capture it is it is like 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 like, like regulatory capture but economic capture because uh um, you know we we immediately become very very dependent on very large entities for which we become less and less uh, important
1: yes yeah and his, his like the the phrase everybody uses uh describe him as he, he said one time you'll um you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And, and, but the real question there is like, well, well, what will you own? Like the person making that statement, what will you yeah. own? Um, probably yeah, a lot. <laughs> it, oh yes. Probably all of it. Like, and that's, I mean, that's an idea that stretches back to, to the Republic, to Plato. Like yeah. the, the difference between Plato and and World Economic Forum, man, we're I love our tangent. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, is that Plato, Plato contended that society should be ruled by wise men, um, uh, but also indifferent men. So that that indifference is what's missing. There's uh, I mean, everybody, everybody has to have a political opinion. I think with regard to what you were just saying, I think. You do an excellent job of capturing the, the like, well, sanity for, for like, first of all, but like the, the voice of the American. Yeah. And you, you make it sound really nice. You add, I mean, you've got, you add a lot of nuance to it. You add your political and journalistic knowledge and, and you add some comedy to it as well. Um, but I, I agree. I think that most Americans are pretty not not neutral, but like down the middle. And I think part of the this existential depression um or anxiety that we're feeling is a um it's an outpouring of feeling like we're being tugged back and forth by extremists.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I do think that there is a part of it where where we feel less and less connected, and and, and when you see free floating demographics, which are are happening, uh, you know, I, I think I don't know if it's on a more fluid scale right now, but you're seeing people who normally would vote for one party now are voting for another party. It's happened. In the suburbs for Democrats gaining uh, uh in what used to be more reliably red areas. In some poorer areas, uh the Republicans are gaining because the Democrats seem to have lost some of their messaging with with those the audiences. Elon, Elon <laughs> Musk. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. When we talk about low-income Americans, uh oh, low yeah. Income, yeah. low-income African Americans, <laughs> yet another African American in the uh in in, in, in the in, in the pile of the GOP.
1: <laughs> the least. Poor, the least uh, poor
0: uh, uh, African-American. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, I I, I think. To me, everybody cares about the same stuff. The difference is who you blame and Mm. what you think the solution is but most people don't even really get that far like the, the 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 definition of somebody who cares about politics are people who know who to blame and then on another level have an idea of what their solution would be and and those are in escalating orders but everybody cares about i don't have a job everybody cares about why is gas a hundred dollars to fill up my tank (laughs) like that's that's an everyday issue for which people are uh, uh suffering from and however you want to define the the source of blame on that that is that that is that is what it is but most people don't even get that far most people are just angry most people are just sad and i think if we are to find a thing that that brings us this existential moment. Is that we are really divided. But to me, the biggest divide is from COVID and the lockdowns. And there is a class of people of which you and I are part of. We uh, have been uh, blessed to be able to spend a lot of time indoors and order a lot Mm. of Uber eats and, uh, have, you know, be excited when the new Mandalorian episode comes on <laughs> and video games show up. And like it, it, there has been an element of solitary confinement for which is bothersome, but mm. it's not economic hell. And I think that there is a large portion of America that has been pushed into extreme economic instability. And, and that's just what happens when you shut off your economy. And I'm not here to say that we shouldn't have or that it was a bad or good uh, 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 health decision. But the reality is the reality is the reality. And and that's why you see these murder rates go up. And if there's one thing that I I, I just want to kind of reiterate again, because it's really stuck with me as we've had these conversations about understandably brutal crimes. But the murder rate is up all over the country. Yeah. We have seen deaths. We have seen, and and, and on top of that, we have seen uh, addiction deaths and, Mm. and drug deaths and alcohol related deaths all skyrocket. Like this is a country that aside from COVID, even take COVID out of it. We Mm. have seen death on a scale that we have not seen in a while. And for the living, for some it's, it's bad. It's it's like uh uh, uh the, the 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 money that's coming in doesn't stretch as far. The jobs may not be there. The uh uh, uh you know I don't know. I, I think that that to me, if I were to pin down what is to blame with this national mood, uh I I would I would start there, and then after I talked that out a while, I would also say. And I got sad because the bars closed. Like, I, like eventually. <laughs> and like, I'm not saying that my feelings aren't valid. I, I, yeah. I will just, I'll just say them last. Like, it'll be in the
1: <laughs> no. I appreciate that. That's. Uh, I I agree. I agree. And that that's, requires uh, self awareness. And I I think part of the problem is that in America we're we're not used to this, to this level of instability and chaos. Um. So, so I just, I think I've talked about Agamben before. I'm t- just so upset. Giorgio Agamben. I'm just okay. so obsessed with him. he He's, a, um, he, he came up with, or he didn't, he cultivated the idea of the state of exception. Okay. And he, he wrote a book in 2020 called, uh, where are we now? He's a, an Italian philosopher and he was very much against the, um, the lockdowns in Italy. And I mean, for context, it was worse in Italy because yeah, no, they they
0: got hit. They got hit early. Yeah. Like right after China
1: and, and Italy, they handle politics a little differently in Italy. Like they can, I mean, just the Mediterranean States in general, they don't have a problem kicking it up to 10. Um, whereas I don't know if we, in our lifetimes, we've been to 10 in America. Um, It's, a, it's an it's an interesting book um, it's like it can be kind of repetitive in points but one of the ideas he talks about is like so much of our instability is based on the idea that biopolitics has become the primary form of politics biopolitics being politics of the body like each of us is fighting off the control over our bodies that's how personalized it's gotten uh, and there's another uh, philosophy. So, so, said, so
0: okay. So, so fighting off the control of our bodies and, and the mm-hmm. lockdowns would be an, an element of that, that, that we cannot move from one place to another. And, and certainly in a lot of European countries, including Western European countries, there were restrictions on, on literally being outside or like, you know, that, that we did not experience even in the most tight, the, 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 the tightest of blue States. I was still going for jogs in, yeah. In, alameda county in in oakland while everything was closed around me i could still do that
1: yes yeah we didn't really uh, europe like europe can do that Uh, now i've seen it i've seen protests in europe where it's like the police are are flogging uh protesters and it's like that's not gonna make the news nobody or if it's on the news people at home are gonna watch it and be like Oh yeah, I'm glad they beat up those hippies. that's,
0: that, that's yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that happens, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah, let's say that in some European language. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um his his stance is and he goes after Bill Gates quite a bit, which Bill Gates is shady. Well, what's your take I, on w- Bill? I Ga-
0: mean, G- did we forget how we met Bill Gates? I mean, like, like, this is this is an insane thing to me that that Bill Gates at some point became a nice guy. And like uh, 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 we're going to forget how he came up in Microsoft. We're going to forget how he would do due diligence on companies that he would otherwise acquire and very well could have acquired. But instead of acquiring them, would just figure out what they were doing in due diligence and then break down the deal and rip them off like Bill Gates. He is who we thought he was like, And, and then all of a sudden Like Epstein bad though That's I mean, what
1: changed That's like whoa that's a new level Like well, Epstein Island uh,
0: yeah. Epstein had He, w- a he wasn't going for the scuba Ep- diving Epstein had a pattern Which yeah. was Find nerds <laughs> He loves the nerds If they yeah. were in academia Give them the thing that professionally they would want the most, a patron. Mm. Uh, give them personally what they want the most. And this is where the Epstein or the, the Bill Gates thing came in because Bill Gates didn't need money. Uh, uh, he wanted to feel like a, a, th- this was all worth it, that that, oh, yeah. you know, that you could go from uh, uh being socially awkward and, you know, getting married young to, to living the life that somebody should, who has that amount of money should, should have. And Epstein was supremely connected. uh uh You know, the, you can, you can find those pictures of him in the like queen of England's cabin uh, uh and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, I think we are still dude in 20 years, we're going to get a, like a full Epstein, a uh, 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 dump out but like i i think his connections to federal law enforcement i think yeah. that there are there are things for which he was he was a a a cog in a in a larger machine, not to say that his crimes are any less horrendous no uh, uh, but more it's like, horrendous i think i think his that's why it's like, you know, that was, that was Epstein's thing was finding low (laughs) self-esteem. Yeah. And I like that. That's a good take. Do you think it'll take 20
1: years before we like, do you think we'll see justice for the people who were diddling kids?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I don't think that those that, (sighs) I mean diddling uh, kids is a sunny reference.
1: I should say something more uh
0: No, that's ab- fine. We don't need to. Okay. I mean uh, in, uh, in, in in a conversation about existential sadness. I feel like we could all we can all connect to that. <laughs> uh no, I I I I think there's a lot that was being protected with Epstein and my suspicion is that part of the reason why he got off on those first charges I mean, and there's there's some paper to back this up was because federal law enforcement thought he would be more of an asset in the field than in prison. And that's not anything that's uh, I don't know. I'm I, I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. So, I, no, I'll, you're not. I'll, 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 no, I'll, you're not. Yeah. Do you think he killed himself? <sighs> uh uh no no sir i don't <laughs> yeah I, I, no yeah. sir i i i do not i i feel like uh yeah that 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 is something that from the moment like and look i i don't want to unduly kind of uh uh, uh dive into certain things but like wow if you had suspicions about like the jfk assassination like yeah. uh, uh uh the guy that allegedly was yelling i'm not trying to kill myself 2 days before <laughs> uh uh killing himself while the camera's out and uh, yeah. like that's it's uh. who uh.
1: see that's a, you are not a conspiracy theorist at all you like your opinions are based on a lot of thought and evidence so that's
0: um that's well I mean yeah also I've I've just been on that one from the moment it happened there's there's an episode of our our uh we were in Vegas at the time that it happened and we had done uh, we just did an episode that day with the news being broken uh, with our friends at Ice Cream Social, who who are based in Vegas. And if, if you want my contemporaneous, uh, more comedy uh, uh, styled feelings, uh, uh, then you can go and as as we recount all of the the the, the murders that, uh, or sorry, all, all, all the suicides that have happened in in American history, like when uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, uh, shot himself in the back of the head, like that was a famous suicide. <laughs>
1: yeah it's tricky it's there's like there's an element of like especially with the government with a lot of these conspiracy theories it's like you can go back and see some atrocities that happened not very long ago i mean kaczynski was the result of like uh experiments on people with lsd um like high volumes of lsd that wasn't that long ago like it's but we have this like like naive perception that oh they're okay now, like they would they wouldn't do that
0: to us. If you would like to support this podcast because you believe that the things we talk about on this show matter, because you believe that going out and covering these races in in person matters. If you believe that the context we try to bring to these issues matters, if you have at any time while listening to this show taken a factoid, a take, some bit of information and used it in your own life, then what you have demonstrated is that I and everybody else that puts their hard work and labor into bringing this to you have given you something of value for which is our privilege. Of course, money makes the world go round, so if you could, in your heart, and budget, which I understand, get a little tougher these days, please think about heading on over to our subscriber program, our Patreon, TakePoliticsSeriously.com. $3 level gets you two bonus episodes each and every week, and and I know I say that, but let me lay it out for you here one time. Our Monday episode, this comes to you on Sunday night, so it is ready for you uh, when you get out, you know, whatever you do first thing on Monday. You go for a workout, you get a little breakfast, yum, yum, yum. You go to work, you're on your commute. You've got a succinct podcast for which, lays out what will be the talking points of the next seven days. And we know that because I descend into the fiery, toxic depths of the Sunday shows that happen each and every week. And all of the glittering members of the political royalty come out in their fineries and they tell you what you should be thinking for the next seven days. Now, you don't need to watch these things. They're long and they're boring. I can get these clips for you. I can bring them to you. And you can make your decision for yourself. Meanwhile, on the Thursday show, that is our late edition. That is the latest news that we cover in a week. And I got to tell you, sometimes when breaking news happens, it almost exclusively only happens on that show if the timing is what it is. And we had a grim version of that last week with the shootings happening in Texas. Really the only place that I went in depth on my feelings and and what the immediate political consequences were, were on that show. And that's because even though we do have a, a Friday show, the Friday show is recorded throughout the rest of the week. So we don't really react in, in, uh, you know, an agile way on that program. It's a little bit more evergreen. So there you go. Take politics, get two bonus podcasts each and every week. If you subscribe at the $3 level, thank you and salute to everybody who has continued to support this program. It means the world to me. Take politics, the spiciest take that I would have on the when's the last time we were happy. Yeah. I would say possibly around like 2016 when we, a lot of people didn't feel happy. But if you look at what we were mad at now, it's, it's insane. Like, like uh, the, the thing that I keep coming back to was remember the 24 hours after there was a report that Donald Trump had said that some that they were s-hole countries yeah. right and yeah. that became a news story for 48 hours 48 yeah. to 72 hours it was an unsourced report it wasn't audio <laughs> like it was an unsourced report that he had said a thing and and while Certainly, I don't want to minimize people believing that Donald Trump was a fascist and was going to to topple everything. And certainly, you can look at January sixth and 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 draw your your conclusions on uh, uh, what he was, uh, uh, you know, representing and and how careless he was with his handle on that. If not prescriptive in 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 the destruction of America, but at the same time, <laughs> in that moment right there. Things were going okay. Yeah, the economy no, was that's... going okay. Like we we didn't have the hardships that we have now. We would look back on that on that time fairly favorably. Aside from, there was you know a significant portion of Americans who believed they were living through the the the, the Reichstag fire <laughs> era of pre Nazi Germany. Right. Uh,
1: yes. And they're also very quiet these days. Um, the same. Trump was funny.
0: Like I, we have. Well, yeah, no, no, but- no, but no, no, no. January 6th, January 6th is, is the hood ornament to that, uh, to that, that, no, that right. philosophy. Right. Because yeah that's the, now, now it's like, oh, okay, well people storm the Capitol. And I think that there's a lot of nuance into how yeah. directed is directed and exactly how much that mattered, but that there's no doubt that for somebody who, was scared of the concept of Trump coming in watching January 6th was like nailed it. I was right all along.
1: They 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 took it too far though. It's like who's, we're, who's we're, they? Who's they? Like I would say the it's just it's the same group of I think it, the media mostly. The the media on the okay. left. Uh center left to left. Uh and they I think they comprise you
0: know, a large part of the media. And I, I I, I would, I would, I would hazard a guess to say the majority. (laughs) Yeah. If I, if I I were only to, uh, if I were only to, to uh, 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 go by friends, I know who are professional (laughs) journalists, I would say if, if I, if, if Heaton hadn't gotten hired by the blaze, uh, uh, it would be 100% center left to far left.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's a whole complicated thing in and of itself, but I also know having conversations with a lot of these uh, journalists that they're like, you know, a lot of what they do is performative. Um,
0: It's like, I mean, journalists, you know, capital J journalists or capital M media tends to, we, we, that's a, that's a gigantic bucket that, that a lot of people are, are are thrown into. And while I do think that in general, the vast majority are liberals, because as I've said before, there are many liberal institutions for which there are direct pipelines to media institutions there is no liberty university to the new york times media pipeline <laughs> like that that is not in existence you know uf syracuse northwestern all the ivies like all that stuff oh yeah all the time all day but not exactly you know a, a bob jones university or whatever um
1: dude cnn cnn is about to undergo it's crazy because there was like probably six months ago there were a ton of resumes coming out of cnn and it was like what's going i mean that's kind of when the como thing was happening but it was like i it felt everybody was like this feels a lot bigger than just the cuomo thing and uh don lemon was in court but um yeah, and then there's the the new CEO wants to come in and t- really t- apply like a libertarian model.
0: Well, y- yeah. So so I've actually read a bunch of media uh, reporting on this. His philosophy is to effectively delegate, and so that's yeah. very different than Zucker, who had run it all through you know before the Trump years, uh, where his philosophy was one news story a day. And so that's why everybody knew about the Malaysian plane, like and this is pre-Trump. Right. And then all of a sudden. That. Yeah. He was like, That makes a lot of sense. You've got we've got uh, America's got attention for one news story. And CNN will be the clearinghouse for that story. We will own this story. It'll be reporting during the day analysis at night of one story. That's it. Uh, and now there's a lot more. and And you've actually seen there's criticism last week. Because they were late to the the breaking Uvalde coverage mm. uh, or at least late in the world of television news, which was like they were in full uh, uh, coverage mode minutes after some of the other <laughs> uh, stations had broken into live coverage. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that CNN's in an interesting position, but but television news is in an interesting position yeah. because I would make the argument that television news inherently is cartoony and it was cartoony back when everybody thought it was serious but also it's desperate now the ad dollars ain't what they were the the cable subscriptions ain't what they were and and Mm. for everybody you know this is a a hobby horse on the right they they you know point out like oh espn is losing all this money it's like that's cable (laughs) Like they're losing money because less people have cable. And guess what? CNN is losing money. MSNBC is losing money. Fox is losing money. Everybody's losing money right now because if your primary way that you made money was through cable subscriptions, then you are going to see a decrease in that. And ESPN being the the, the network that invented the practice will always see more because they had more. Fox is doing okay. Uh, For now, for now, Uh, Fox Fox is not immune to gravity, you know, uh, because all all, all the those numbers are not determined on how many people watch Fox. Those numbers are determined on how many subscribers to cable there are cable overall that uh, anybody who's paying for it. So the way that this works, is, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, every once in a while they'll do those ads that are like. Uh, 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 Comcast doesn't want you to see blah, blah, blah. Like uh, uh, they're trying to take away these channels, call Comcast and tell them you want to keep your Viacom channels, Fox, whatever. That's because they're renegotiating on a contract that says you are going to pay me X amount of dollars per subscriber. Mm. Doesn't matter if they watch it at all. It matters that you pay uh that's what your cable bill is. Uh those were also the premise of the great coffin flop sketch on I think you should leave which everybody should watch. But um <laughs> but yeah, so that's what the that's what it is. So Fox's ratings can be whatever they are and that will affect h- how they sell ads. Uh but it has nothing to do with the main economic driver of cable which is cable subscriptions. Uh
1: so th- another guy I talked about before, I just read one of his books, Paul Paul Verilio, excuse me, a French philosopher. And I just read a book called Open Sky when he talks about like the uh, immediacy of the way he brings up CNN. Yeah. uh, the, The immediacy of media has inverted our world and we're falling upwards is how he describes it. Okay. We're like so backwards that we're We can't even rely on falling uh, downward onto the ground. We don't know where we're going to land. That's just like the French poetic. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. They got to be dramatic about it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's their only mode, you know, just they they
0: love it. They love it. These guys. (laughs) Uh, But
1: there is something to this idea that we live in real time. Politics happens um, immediately it has to yeah. happen immediately and like you just you just said with regard to cnn you know they were like 3 minutes behind and that's just them like failing right? whereas yeah. um there's no you know before obviously if this is a truism by now but um it, it used to be the new york times had at least a few hours to put a story out before it was yeah. published uh, so i i think that's pretty bad for us i think it lead it Fuels a lot of the existential uh,
0: dread and depression. I, oh, I, yeah. So, so if you are, if 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 we go back to your initial statement that uh, that the, the, the Kierkegaard that anxiety is the, the the dizziness of freedom, and we are defining freedom by the world around us and how mm-hmm. much we are free to move about it. If the world around us is constantly changing, then mm-hmm. we have, have less of a sense of even where we are. And in fact, the world may might just be infinite and, and we are constantly in the wilderness. We have no idea what is good and, and, and and what is bad. And I guess that would be an argument against extreme polarization because mm-hmm. extreme polarization is very black and white but also <laughs> yeah. if it's very black and white that means that you know we get into the kind of orwellian element of like oh well these people are heroes today they might be unpersons tomorrow yes you know uh uh, uh it's it's I'm listening to an old uh, uh or a podcast that I, I loved I'm doing a relisten for uh, Harmontown do you ever listen to Harmontown uh No, I didn't. No. So it's Dan Harmon who it's did good. Community and uh, Rick and Morty. Okay. Uh, I knew uh, it I recognized starts, it. It starts around the time that he got fired from Community. And so it tracks all the way through him coming back to Community, Rick and Morty starting, Rick and Morty becoming big. He gets married. He gets divorced. There's a lot of stuff that happens <laughs> in it. Uh, That's cool. Uh, but uh, it's it's crazy to listen to that and hear... About the heroes of the day, including mm. Louis C.K. and including wow. like all these people, that it's like you know, for it's not like Louis C.K. like the, the those rumors weren't out there before, uh, but also now there is this element of like unpersoning, mm-hmm. where and that's that has to happen if you live in a world of black and white. Yeah. Because either you are with the orthodoxy, or you're not, and and at that point, like the, the the switch just kind of flips, and and the more we live in a world where all of our enemies are evil and all of our friends are pure, then that means that when one of our friends maybe strays a little bit, now they're evil. It's a lot easier mm. for them to be evil, and also hilariously, when one of your enemies starts attacking another enemy. Now they become pure, weirdly. Like there was like that, that moment of like Jeff Sessions, welcome to the resistance, where, where it's just like, what are we even talking about? Yeah,
1: this, is, uh, this goes back to an idea um, from Agamben. It's the idea of like the homo sacred, like the sacred, the sacred human. The, uh, and it's an ancient Roman law where um, a person who is like an outcast from society is uh, they become both like um, vulnerable to being killed, but like also untouchable. Untouchable. So yeah. it, it catapults them into what Agamben describes as a zone of indistinction. So, and he, he uses the, a comparison to like the werewolf. Like it's it's not a man. It's not a man, and it's not an animal. But it doesn't fit in society. But it doesn't fit in the forest. Uh, so I think what what happens when you start to have a pile of like the rejects who are stuck in the zone of uh, indistinction is that like it become the black and white because starts to become the exception. And then this gray area becomes not only like larger, but it becomes very confusing.
0: Yeah. Which I guess that's, and and maybe uh, we're, we're kind of touching on something here that we, 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 in in a world of infinite information, which therefore means an infinitely undefined reality, we mm-hmm. we look for the black and whites, yeah, because at the very least it gives a signpost. At the very least, uh, there is somebody who is saying very clearly, "This is good, this is bad," and we are a transitional uh, generation, all of us together, uh, where we're we're being forced to understand no, the world is going to get more complicated. Yeah. The world is infinitely complicated. Uh, uh, if, if we, the only thing that's changed is that we'd built a society for which there were walls, geographic walls, media walls. Mm. You only got one newspaper. You only got so many channels, even with cable. Okay. So take the channels from four to 400. You still only have 400 channels and they're, they're, they're national by and large. Uh, And now that's infinite. Now it's everywhere. Now it's whatever, whatever you want. And we are a transitional generation that is going to have to understand and create our own walls, artificial they might be, to handle that. So the reality is at the very least defined.
1: That's that's something I've thought about because I think the information is infinite and it's the pace of it is unmanageable for us. It's faster than light at this point. Like we can't, yeah. we can't even fully understand it. Uh, man. there's, Cause, a, cause there's
0: think, a... think about, think about this. I hate to cut you off, but no, I, no, I no, no, it. this thought go, go, go like how we in pop culture thought of the person who traveled the world. Right. Mm. Like, because now we're, that's everybody. That's the default. The default is we can see wherever we want. Only our curiosity limits us to what we can experience. But before it was like Kane from Kung Fu. Right. Like it was it was uh, around the world in 80 days like the, the it was about either tranquility or chaos that that either seeing all of these things was going to profoundly affect you. But it would be because you could not control yourself going down a rapid or uh, only through constant exposure to things you didn't know you would have to become within yourself this like zen uh uh, master who also solved crimes and did kung fu and stuff but like uh uh uh, but that's that it's fascinating if we we look at those that that dichotomy through
1: that metaphor that was a good one (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was like, that was, you had to go with that one. I'm well,
0: glad. I mean, yeah, it just, this is only for, for people that are 60 and up that remember Kung Fu. Uh, where, I
1: mean, everybody loves Kung Fu, dude. You everybody get, loves, everybody loves Kung Fu. What do you think of globalism?
0: Um. Well, I mean, it really depends on this is, that's one of those words, right? That, that yeah. uh, uh, you say it to four different people, you might get four different definitions of exactly what that means. Uh, if we mean globalism as an economic concept, then I believe it is something that by and large, that horse is out of the barn. We are, we are always going to benefit from trading with each other. Uh, the more interconnected that we become, the more profitable it tends to be. There are forces at work for which, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see to it that that happens as a cultural philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's where you kind of get into some murky waters, you know. You, you look at conspiracy theorists, American conspiracy theorists, uh, 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 through the last seventy years, and a lot of the the, the right leaning ones, even back in the sixties, are are talking about the new world order, are talking about yeah. uh, a power being brought further away from you, and and. That being a driver of dread, if not panic. And so now we're in this kind of weird, this weird world where you have uh, uh, certainly a a global forces like the World Economic Forum, like you like Mm -hmm. you mentioned before, that are more powerful than ever. You also have the Internet, which is this destabilizing, (laughs) uh, 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 a fascinating granular kind of world for which. We do have more power than ever. We have more power to share information. So it's like I, I I I don't know. I mean, I I I I can understand and empathize with people for whom in any situation worry that what they controlled yesterday they will control less of tomorrow because decisions are being made by their leaders that we could all do this better. If we just escalated the problem, like we are all, we are all Karen's looking for somebody's <laughs> manager, you know, and 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 eventually that just goes to a global tribunal, uh, uh, where where uh, uh, eight distinguished people are doing it, and if you're inclined to believe in conspiracy theories, you're like, ah, uh, and there we go, and that's where the Rothschild family takes their their thrones as uh uh our our betters.
1: So who is the manager?
0: I mean, now, now we're getting into like, you know, now we're getting into this philosophical and, and, and spiritual stuff, right? I mean, on one hand, my personal philosophy is, you know, we finally get to the manager, we open the door, and it's a mirror, and that's the point. The point is that the power was was us the entire time, and and all of these things that we that we worry about. Uh, you know, are are us all with our hands on the Ouija board, like asking, like, are you moving it? Why does it keep spelling ass like uh, like because we are we're all moving it. There's no spiritual uh, 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 power. But then again, if the point of life is surrender and service, I can understand the spiritual mm. argument that the ultimate manager is a higher power or is, is karma is, is whatever you want to define as a thing beyond you. Uh, uh, And, and all you can do is uh, uh, make things good on our, you know, human plane of existence. It's funny because
1: the left, the academic left, at least has really come out against globalism. And it's sort of for that reason as well, right there. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, it's a spiritual argument. It's like a similar argument you'll hear from the right with regard to like the absence of uh higher power. Or yeah. uh and I think I think that they're specifically talking about God. Um, but I think there are also apol or political notions tied up in it with regard to like personal responsibility as something that you owe to society or um a a different view of the micro and macro whereas like uh i think on the left it's but there's like the collectivity that's um more involved like a duty to the collectivity
0: yeah yeah and and i I think on a certain level we are we do owe to the collective right like like if if we are looking at our our worldview as tribal, and I, I don't mean that in terms of the political definition, but rather humans, we are we yeah. are all a tribe. We have small tribes. We we gather into big clans and, and we try to do our best. We do ultimately owe to keep our species alive. Right. And I do think that yeah. is hard coded into us where the political philosophies, I think. Deviate is understanding how we best serve it. Do we yeah. best serve it by all of us collectively living our our best life, and that means that there is freedom, but that also means that there is freedom for horror, right? Uh, or do you have something more planned? Do you have uh, a, a a a more hard, you know, walled in idea of what the collective is? Uh, you have a steering committee determining what we are best doing, we are all more adherent to it. We are all all, all all more reverential toward it. And that gets us to a better place for which the criticism would be. Yeah, but what happens when the horror starts? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like you have to, you have to make sure that the horror is not there because otherwise people can just do what they want. And <laughs> every once in a while you have to say, oops, uh, uh, murder. But does collectivity <laughs> reduce murder? Does it, does it stop it? Or are are you just ultimately chasing around the reporting of murder or, or are feeling that murder is happening?
1: Hannah Arendt talks about it because she, she wrote a lot about totalitarianism and she wrote about like the central paradox of Marxism. And she, she had a lot of respect for Marxism. The, The central paradox is that you can't actually experience freedom. Like it's not possible. You either like work under like the auspices of freedom or under the illusion of freedom, or you claim to have it uh, in an environment where it's impossible to have so she yeah. she she said like the like the farther you get into Marxism, the master slave dynamic just it becomes like a ping pong game and it's just infinite there is no release from the master slave dynamic
0: because at the end of the day no matter how. Many benefits you get, no matter how much sacrifice you put in, there will that will always be a, 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 a an immutable truth. And and I guess freedom would be the opposite side of that, to which, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of people who are like, well, no, but that's economic slavery. Like like I am <laughs> no less indebted to my bank. I'm no less indebted yeah. to uh, uh to to other stuff for which. I guess the counter argument to that, uh, uh, not to be Jack Donaghy negotiating against himself in a mirror, but like the the, the thing to that is like, well, uh, you should praise God that all you have (laughs) are economic masters because they're only one part of the Captain Planet that is formed if you have a totalitarian society. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But then I guess what's better, to have five masters or to have one? (laughs) I just, I think...
1: I think you and I wouldn't be sent straight to the gulag. Like they wouldn't, no, they wouldn't rat
0: us straight there. No, we'd, we'd find some department of like thinking or something. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's only two, there's only two paths for us in a totalitarian society, Kevin, like either mm-hmm. we'd be in like the, the, a. uh, uh, Department of Philosophy, or <laughs> we would be the funny guys in the mess hall. <laughs> like we would just be cooks, and we would just be making jokes uh, 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 to entertain the the servers while the banquet began. That doesn't sound like a bad life. I mean, shout out, shout out to providing. all my shout out to all my cook friends, man. Like I, I, I love cooks. <laughs> cooks, uh, people always uh, think because they see the Food Channel that they think all cooks in every restaurant are you know uh super passionate about food and everything and like a lot of them really are uh but by and large if you just go into a random ass restaurant the cooks who are cooking your food are remarkably similar to construction workers like they are <laughs> they're good they're they're a good uh, a good a good lot in terms of uh having fun
1: man that remember that steak we had when you were when you were here in town
0: hell yeah uh, that dude was good, that wagyu that was, that was good. a good That's steak I can't believe I didn't get COVID. That was that first Trump know, event. Dude. And I was like indoors with like uh, uh, yeah. a bunch of people that were like, you know, pre-vaccine. I got pepper sprayed. That was a good time. Was oh, good...
1: I forgot about that, man. That was a wild trip, man.
0: It was. It was. I think, you know what I did? I, I avoided the outbreak because I didn't go into the bar when the Secret Service were there because the Secret Service had an outbreak. Uh, in, in Tulsa.
1: No way. Yeah. yeah. It, we didn't, we didn't go to the rally. I think no. that was poor old Herman Cain. Now Herman Cain died after that.
0: RIP. RIP. Yeah. Uh, uh, to Herman Cain, read your, read your Pokemon quotes in remembrance of Herman Cain. I don't know if he, I don't know <laughs> if he, 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 he served, I don't know if it would be a, an appropriate Memorial day tribute, but, um, oh, come on. uh, yeah, no, poor, uh, Poor Herman Cain and that, that got uh, homeboy fired as Trump's, uh, 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 election head. Oh, was that, the, that, began his downward spiral too. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got, he was, had a, had a messy, uh, uh domestic thing in too. Florida. I his name right now. Yeah. But there yeah. was a like body cam footage of him getting tackled and stuff like that. Oh man. That's anyway.
1: Life in the information age.
0: Exactly. That's your that's- most humiliating moments are just going to be right there for the world. I mean, yeah, and I guess that that to bring us back to our central idea of 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 sadness is that, like the greatest news you could ever hear is in front of your face faster than it's ever been, yeah. right the love you can feel, like my mom's going through chemo, and what she has found, as I've talked about that on. The various programs that I that I do, and she's been a part of of this uh, of the PX3 show is that she's realized that she's got an international wave of support and love. And and not only through Facebook, where everybody you've ever met since high school and beyond can now say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Uh, I, I love you. And that's something that nobody in history has ever experienced before, except for like the queen of England. Right. Yeah. Like, like it's so rare to see that. But now she not only gets that, which is a, a, a basic right now in our digital interconnected world, she now gets even more because people just like her as a voice on 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 my show. That's amazing. And that's also, beautiful. And also the Buffalo shooter can stream his rampage on Twitch. Right. Yeah, And, and that's, you know, where, where I think we, we have this, this, uh, uh, relationship, this bizarre love hate relationship with our interconnectivity. And I don't blame us, man, because yeah. when it's good, God, is it the best? It is, it is the, the greatest, the greatest thing that you could possibly hope for in that moment. But when it's yeah. bad,
1: boy, is it bleak? Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful to hear about your mom. That's really special, that, yeah. and it—that does complicate the whole thing, um, man. I always, I always have people send me those. The, if there's a video or or the manifestos, I always have people send me that. Uh, I remember the the mosque shooting in New Zealand, getting yeah. it, and just opening it because somebody was like, "They're going to take this down," and I, I thought it was like Call of Duty or something. And oh, then I the was video,
0: like, the video, the video. I him. turned it off because yeah. I was like, whoa. Um, but yeah, it's it's that, I remember, I mean, back back in the day, it was the beheading videos. You know yes. that, that this was yeah. in in the middle of the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War, and the Daniel Pearl video was the one that that was the first time where it was like, the the media had to decide yeah. what do we do with this because before it would have been sent to all the networks and the networks would have watched it and the networks would have said, oh, God, no, maybe a still of him kneeling, but, but Jesus, like we're, we can't run this, but the internet is, is the clearinghouse that that does not seek permission. And uh, uh, all of a sudden there I was in, in college uh, loading up real player to watch a horrifying video that, that, you know, uh, was I better for it? I mean, was I better for knowing that this kind of barbarism happens? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. So th- I think that that's, that's an open question. This is then, this is a question we've asked
1: for a, as long as humans have been capable of consciousness. Um, uh, is that the part of the same psyche? The, the part that has so much compassion and love and it's capable of showing it to your mom. Yeah. Is that the same as like the the people who's who are like let's let's uh, publicize this beheading, like ISIS? ISIS says let's yeah. get this for for like terroristic reasons. Is that the same psyche? Is that the
0: human psyche? Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody is looking to protect their tribe, and yeah. and the way that we protect our tribe is, uh vastly different depending on what we think we need to do, what we think we we need to protect who we think is the enemy, who is the, the person that is causing these problems. Uh, uh what problems do we have? Uh, are we caring more about dumb stuff because things are kind of going well? I guess that would be the only thing if we were to to draw a conclusion as we come to the end of this conversation mm-hmm. is that the more you care about stuff that is, Generally stupid. The better your life is probably going, (laughs) and 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 the more the more that you get spun up about it, then that's a great thing to circle in on and be like, I need to do some self reflection. Like if I'm (laughs) if I'm this pissed off about a movie that came out, if I'm this pissed off about some other stuff, then like maybe that is a self reflective moment where I I need to take stock of my own behavior because if I'm complaining about the Ghostbusters reboot, no matter how much it sucked, like beyond saying, okay, that was a bad movie, like, uh, 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 and I'll leave it to everybody here, which one I'm talking about, but like, uh, then that's movie. your problem. That's your problem. <laughs> like, that's fine. The rest of your life yeah. is probably going okay. Cause you're not saying, uh, uh, oh, the, I don't have a job and my entire <laughs> purpose in life is, is, uh, 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 you know, totally negated
1: yeah I, I i do think it's possible, like man search for meaning. I do think it's possible to find beauty in in his case in a concentration camp, and the worst possible iteration of of uh the human psyche you can find beauty and for him and he's an existentialist as well uh, for him, it's um a responsibility almost like you, like you have the freedom to choose to see beauty, or to choose and have hope or optimism, and that's ultimately where I fall. Although I like your conclusion as well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they're interrelated. Those two, I know. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, there's. Uh, I don't think we, we we've had many contradictory thoughts throughout this uh, uh, process. Just uh, uh a volume, a volume, a volume of thoughts. A, a uh, we are we yeah. are volume shooters when it comes to uh, uh, philosophical <laughs> takes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess this this would be the last thing that I'll that that I'll say is that I do think that the solution to dread and the guardianship of uh feeling fulfilled is purpose. Yeah, I I do think that when you are in the valley, uh, uh emotionally. Through substances, mm. through economic hardship, the only thing that leads you out is purpose. And, yeah. and if you get out without purpose, you are probably dooming yourself to a, 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 a return trip. Now, what purpose means? Yeah. That's up to everybody. Is Is purpose servitude to somebody that you love? Is purpose economic? Is purpose... Religious is purpose. Like I, I have, I have met people that I would describe at, at peace who have done all of those things, or at least yeah. have found themselves more peaceful than they were before. But purpose to me, and I would say specifically, in in a moment like this, to young men who, as we had mentioned before, tend to, when 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 things go off the rails with young men, oh oh boy, <laughs> it's uh, bad. Uh, is it is it a problem? It's been purpose is something that, that I think is important and, yeah. and understanding the importance of it culturally, I think matters.
1: No, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I would just add friendship and love as a, yeah. as a necessary part of that. And for, for me, I, and I tend to agree with the right on this that like it is important to have like a higher a higher purpose, like a higher, it doesn't have to be God for necessarily, but we we need, even if it, maybe not the collective, (laughs) maybe like maybe not the collective as your higher power. Anyway, you said that really well. I agree.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I think uh, to, to your point, friendship and love is something that is hard. Uh, It takes work. Mm -hmm. It takes self-reflection. I think a lot of, you know, both those shooters were guys For whom could not adjust to society to be loved. And I think that that is a a huge element. Like uh, we can, we can say, and I'm sure there's a lot, there's some lonely people that are listening to us right now that are like, Oh geez. Yeah. The, the, the married guys, one of them has two kids. Yeah. Please (laughs) lecture me about like how you just need to find friendship and love while they have an hour long conversation and make money doing it. Please (laughs) tell me how easy it is. Uh, uh, And I would say to that person, the only way that you can find love in others and appreciate the love from others is by understanding yourself and understanding your own, uh, your own condition, your own human condition, because that our society. And I don't mean that in terms of Western society. I think this is hard coded into us as as mammals (laughs) Mm -hmm. is. To to give off the pheromones of I have thought about myself today and I have X amount of room for other people. And when I find those connections, I'll cherish them.
1: I agree. Yeah. And, And if you're listening to this and you're lonely, hang in there, man. You'll be fine. Well, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, God, yeah. Jeez, I mean, uh, uh, I'm sure this is this would be another hour long conversation if, if if Kevin and I just talked about the most depressing thoughts we've had throughout you know <laughs> oh, the, the ages 16 to 26, like because that's yeah. where that's where it was the darkest oh, for me. Time. Like you know that's yeah. that's oh geez when you're ping ponging emotions around there and and uh, like you're, mm-hmm. you're you're just getting going into the world of romantic Ooh. relationships and woo! oh
1: woo! big time. Yes, it's yeah, it's hard.
0: It's hard. I like, yeah. there were, you know, it, 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 it's uh, uh, that that felt like the most like it was a raging rapids of. I didn't know, man. And then I'm expected to go no to college clue. and then I'm expected to understand that. And then I'm expected to get a career and then I'm expected to fulfill glorious purpose because everyone's told me that I'm smart my entire life. And now <laughs> I, I just get just like farted out into the, <laughs> into the universe like.
1: Jeez, also that's, there's that's alcohol is, uh, alcohol is freely.
0: Is there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think we'll all be okay though. I think. You I want think to
0: know we'll we'll what Kevin? All. I totally agree. And, uh, uh, I think that's a, that to me, that is my philosophy. My philosophy yeah. is we are, we are going to be okay and we're going to do it together. I love that. There we go. Kevin Ryan, uh, uh, thank you as always another amazing episode. Uh, uh, what do you got? I mean, do you have, you have a child on the way any, any day now that's, that's, that's the next big release. I'm assuming that, uh, ongoing work is, uh, uh, on hold until, until we figure that out. Right.
1: Uh, we shall see. I'll keep you updated. I, I have like a pile of stuff that's like in the middle, uh, and it's weird. Newborn days are crazy. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. like i i was very creative last time in the weirdest way it's like no sleep makes you creative somehow got gotcha. you <laughs> but yep yeah man i'll i'll find time to i always find time for you man
0: well always yeah. always and uh, <laughs> and and likewise uh thank you so much
1: absolutely man
0: politics, politics. Damn. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, politics, politics is written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young for Dog and Pony Show Audio based here in Austin, Texas. If you would like to say thank you to Kevin Ryan for taking an hour out of his day to talk about everything that we just went over, you can head on over to letter P, letter X, number three, guest. Uh, we we also have a lot of stuff here for you. Let me see if I can figure it out. Oh, yeah. Our email, theyoungamerican at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, PX3 Tweets. Find me on Twitch, px3live.com. You can share this podcast with all of your friends, family, and clergy, px pod, px3podcast.com, and get our merch at politicsmerch.com. Dot com. If you'd like to support us with a one-time donation, you can always do so. PayPal.me slash jury. Venmo is justin-young-20. And our cash app is px3cash. If you'd like to send me anything you'd like in the mail, you can do so. P.O. Box 153184 Austin, Texas 78715. Of course, you can always get our bonus content exclusively at takepoliticsseriously.com. Our $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week, covering all the news that we miss on our free podcast schedule. And then, of course, there is our Titanic $10 tier, which gets your name read at the end of the program like these fine folks. v Alexis, Neil of Neils, MC Dradio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Double K Ranch, Amanda, Yeo Pinball Shop, John, DP4Bongo, Kneemeister, Nick's Horseless Diner, Catherine, Persons Familiar with the Matter, and Gloria Young for King of the New World Order. 100 mile runner, Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start, Dr. G, headphones, Neil, Charles, Darren, Alex, the owner of the Stronger Now Gym in Atlanta, Idris Arzlandian, Blue Front and the Lanina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic Terran, Diana, Shrill, Shrieks, Miranda, Janelle, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul, is awesome, Brad, Richard, D. Laser, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike, who loves, Frank got abducted, Utah, Jimmy, Montana, the Jen, Adam, D. Really, Chopper, J. Pink, Andrew and Josh. You want to join their ranks? Only one place to do it. And that is TakePoliticsSeriously.com. On the next edition of this program, we will talk about Biden trying to steer the narrative on inflation and... Some interesting frayed wire stories coming out of the Biden White House. We're going to do a little uh, who benefits from this narrative sleuthing on Friday's edition. And we are also going to be joined by the great and wise Bill Sher of Washington Monthly, all about the lessons learned from Obama if you've ever heard the phrase pre negotiation and, and watched a progressive spit on the ground in disdain when it was mentioned, well, then you know the conflict that we are about to go into and whether or not folks learned the wrong lesson when they got a second crack at things with Biden. Hmm. Interesting. Till next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, reminding you that some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this, this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh.